Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program. Pilots Baseball Academy brings professional training to the kids of the San Luis Valley. In the top of the World Series Baseball Complex, we'll bring children here from all over the world. Plus, coming up on June 11th, there will be a pitch, hit, run, home run derby held at the baseball field at Adams State University. To find out more, we sat down with the man behind it all, Coach Jeffrey West. And I'm Adam at a baseball park in the San Luis Valley. It's not just a dream. Something that's going to become a reality. It's called the Top of the World Series Baseball Complex, and there's a whole lot behind all of this. To find out the mission, vision, future plans, what's going on now, we got together with Jeffrey West, a.k.a. Coach West. Coach, welcome to SL Voices, sir. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Start things out. Let's uh, get a little background from you. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? Uh, Well, I was born in Red Bluff, California, which is one of the most northern parts of California, very small town, just like Alamosa and Monta Vista, about the same size. Moved to Los Angeles with my mother at one years old and spent most of my days there. Never much into sports, single mom and kind of running the streets, getting in trouble and stuff. Dad lived in Chico, California. And by the time I was about 12, I was really getting into trouble. And my mother sent me to my dad to a very small town and got to learn a lot about sports. And my father put me in sports and more of country living. And I got out of all that acting like a knucklehead. And sports was a big part of that. Moved back to Los Angeles for high school. And I won every honor in football at Hamilton High School in Los Angeles. I was the only white guy in the whole team. It was a pretty rough school to attend. And as time went on, I played football for Santa Monica College. 20 years old, I opened my own auto shop. I still, with the love of sports, kept involved with playing basketball on the weekends and after work and that kind of thing. Got married, had a few kids, got back into coaching. And as coaching, I started to love it more and more. Looking at where I came from and seeing the situations that kids are involved with, I uh, really saw sports as a conduit of helping kids, not only my own children, but other kids. We uh, started the Pilots Baseball Academy. I named them after the Tuskegee Airmen. Basically, uh, I've been into aviation and restoring cars and all that good stuff dude stuff, and ended up teaching a lot of inner city kids, then started uh, going to these different tournaments, these uh, summertime tournaments. And I saw so much positive impact on these inner city kids. They would come back from these tournaments and just their chest would be puffed out and they would have so much more confidence, which would also affect their grades. Grades would go up, attendance in school. And I really started to feel I was really onto something wonderful. So I started having tournaments in the little league, and then I started recruiting a bunch of kids, and we play all summer, and we just travel all the different places. We go to Steamboat Springs, Colorado. We went to uh, Chino, Bakersfield, Sacramento. This is while you were still out in California? Yes. Okay. And uh, as that started to keep growing, 
I put together the cash to make it a nonprofit so we could get donations and they would give us better deals at these different parks because it started to get pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. The traveling and the tournaments got pretty expensive. As I was progressing as a coach, I started feeding these kids and they were asking, what do I do here? How do I bat? How do I catch? I come from a football background and I did play baseball, but in football, you watch a lot of films and you break down those films and you break down their different movements. Not all kids throw the same. Some kids throw a little sidearm, some over the top. So you start breaking this stuff down from my football background. And I start, oh, I see this kid is hitting better when he turns his hips. Then I see him bend his back knee and he hits over the infield. And so that's how I started teaching kids. I would film them and take pictures. And I started becoming better as a coach. And then as time went on, my children got older. And uh, because I've been around the movie industry quite a bit, my kids got an opportunity to audition for the movie Benchwarmer. Oh, wow. It was a big cattle call with a lot of kids. And so I brought all my travel ball kids and my own two boys. They got it. They were so good that they got in the movie. So it was an Adam Sandler movie. The biggest scene was my older son, if anybody's ever seen it, where all the kids jump on home plate. He's the catcher and he puts his arms out and jumps on top of him. So that's my son, Jeff. That's great. Yeah. My second son's best friend was Nolan Sachs, and he played shortstop. And there's a Puerto Rican guy that's in the movie, and he jumps over him, and that's Nolan Sachs. He's always eating in my refrigerator, and we always have to kick him out, you know. He eats us out of house and home. So he was in the movie, and then my second son, Greg, was on third base next to him. And several of the other kids in the movie were on my travel ball team. So they made a little money, they got in a movie, and it was awesome. But what really turned out from it was the Malibu Little League was the other extras that were in that movie. Of course, Malibu is a lot more affluent than where our kids came from. So they invited uh, us to be the ringers on their team to go to Cooperstown, New York. So I'd take them out to Malibu to practice every day, which is quite a drive in Los Angeles, the traffic and all that. So every day we'd go out there and practice with those kids. And then I told them we need to do some tournaments before we go to Cooperstown. This is the last week of Cooperstown uh, Dreams Park. And it's the championship week where they bring in all the other teams that won in the past weeks of that summer. Mm -hmm. So it's the national championship is what it is. The difference between the Little League World Series and this is that the Little League, they don't steal. So the pitchers don't hold runners. But at Cooperstown, you got to hold runners. And these are 12-year-old kids holding runners at first and second and coming set. And it's an amazing thing to watch. 12-year-old kids and under. There were some of them are 10 years old, 11 years old, that were just amazing baseball players. A lot of gifted kids. There was kids that probably playing in the majors now. What an experience. They had 22 baseball fields, and it cost us $40,000 to get to Cooperstown. Oh, my. Yeah. So while I was standing there, I thought to myself, none of these inner city kids that I coach in South Central Los Angeles would ever have the chance to be a part of such an amazing process. I mean, this tournament, it's a week-long tournament where the kids stay in the bunkhouse. They get fed three meals a day, and they get guaranteed six games. 
There's a hitting contest and a throwing contest and all kinds of cool stuff. I'm telling you, as an adult, I had such a good time and I thought to myself, I can build this. I can make this. My dad was a backhoe operator, contractors, we built houses. As a kid, I worked for remodeling companies. And as a mechanic, I can fix just about anything. So I have this background that I learned to run the backhoe. Today, I still run the backhoe. (laughs) And I'm 57 years old. Almost 10 years ago, I came up with this idea that I'd come to the valley and build a baseball park so that kids could come and be more affordable from the rural areas and the inner cities. And to come to a major event that was just so much fun that their memories would last forever on how much they love the game. And so about seven years ago, I moved here and got some permits and bought the land and all that kind of stuff. We've been working the land and putting the project together. It's been a long project. The financing has been kind of hard but we're getting there. In the interim, I started working with Parks and Rec in Alamosa and then the Parks and Rec in Center. I think we've done five pitch hit and run contests. Mm -hmm. Every year, it seems to be getting bigger. And last year, the Adams State University allowed us to use the field to do the pitch hit and run contest and the home run derby. Boy, that was so great. You know, the field is incredible. It's artificial turf, but it's just a beautiful stadium. And so the athletic director says, absolutely, you can use the field. So we trained some of the kids uh, right before the contest. And because of the large field, we could accommodate more kids. There's two kids from Sargent. It was brother and sister in their age group. She was 14 and he's 12. And they won the pitch hit and run contest. Nice. Now, this is all the Pilots Baseball Academy? Yes. That this falls under. That's right. Tell me a little more about that. Originally, I love airplanes and fell across to a man who was promoting the Tuskegee Airmen. And they wrote a couple books. And then I read the book about Benjamin O. Davis. He was the first African-American to uh, graduate from West Point. Pretty tough story because they lived in the Jim Crow days. You hear the stories and you just, it's incredible the strength. His father was actually the first African-American officer in the army. And because he couldn't tell white people what to do, they sent him to Tuskegee. And his dream was for his son to go to the West Point. So he went to West Point and uh, he was shunned for four years. No one would talk to him except for uh, General Westmoreland, who was the uh, commander of the Vietnam War. The stories, unbelievable of what can be accomplished, even in the Jim Crow days in the Deep South. When you listen to these stories and the things that they went through, these are the things I wanted to pass on to the inner city kids as life skills other than just baseball, because we all know that sports does mimic life in a lot of different ways for these young kids. Benjamin O. Davis, he always says, duty, honor, country. But the Tuskegee Airmen, they say, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And that was immediate to me, that that was what I wanted to accomplish in the Pilots Baseball Academy. There's a lot of these kids that are lost and that need some focus, but they need training. Baseball is like a martial art. There's so many aspects to it. The pitching, the hitting, the rules. They call it the thinking man sport. 
And so I not only teach the kids the mental side of baseball, but I teach them the physical side. As a coach, I'm always trying to develop to be a better coach. Went to West LA College and I took kinesiology classes so I could understand how to help kids if their arms were sore or how to keep them from hurting themselves or how the body moves and these kinds of things. Well, as we were talking before the recording here, you were mentioning that coaching is so much more than just sports. Yeah. What did you mean by that? You have kids that single moms, you've got divorce, you've got drugs, alcohol, all kinds of things that happen in these kids' lives. They need, lack of a better word, a sanctuary away from that nonsense that might be going on at home. Give you a quick story. Kenny Peoples, this kid, I used to pick him up in the morning on Saturday mornings, and he would always argue with his mom, and his mom would come out and say, you can't go. So about three weeks of this, I finally, I asked to speak to the mom and I said, what's going on? He says, well, he's talking back and he's not doing what I say and he's not taking out the trash and his homework is not getting done. And I said, well, not sending him with me. See, when he comes with me, he has to toe the mark. He can't swear or use foul language and all that kind of stuff. And so I said, well, if you allow me to work with him, we can maybe change some of this stuff. Going to these tournaments and playing baseball, it has a discipline to it, which also transfers over to the home life. Then he comes home happy and glad and, you know, fulfilled for that weekend. And going to school is a much easier thing. As they build the love for the game, a lot of other things in their lives fall into place. Long story long. <laughs> Kenny Peoples ended up at Westchester High School, straight-A student, got a scholarship to play baseball, full scholarship to UCLA. Wow. Then the Diamondbacks offered him a spot on their minor league team, $800,000. And so he said, well, I got the scholarship to UCLA, and uh, I'm not going to be able to do that. And he said, well, we'll pay you another $500,000 not to go to school. So at 18 years old, that boy that didn't want to take out the trash was now a millionaire at 18. The lives you can change in the sports is just amazing. And I have three other kids that actually made it. I was going to ask, you know, as a professional baseball trainer, who are some of the other people you've worked with? Well, we've got here uh, Chris Jacobs, which was an amazing athlete. I watched him in a football game make three touchdowns with no blocking. They were losing the game, and he got so upset. When they give him the ball, he would run and run and run. He was the most amazing athlete. I can't even begin to tell you how amazing he is. But when he came to play baseball, boy, he could steal like amazing. But when he came to the plate, he would swing so hard and so fast, he never hit the ball. It was really amazing, you know. What happened was is that I got him, and I started teaching him about pitch count. With two balls and no strikes, what is the pitcher going to do? And he'd look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, well, if you got two balls and no strikes, he doesn't want to walk you. So he's going to give you the next pitch, a strike right down the middle. That's when you can swing that bat as hard as you want. Because now you've got him. You've got the advantage. He's got to pitch you a strike. So then I said, well, with two strikes and no balls, what are you going to do? And he says, two strikes? I said, well, he's already got two strikes on you. Why would he give you something to hit? And the light came on in his head. And he's like, oh, I see what you're saying. He's going to throw me a changeup, a curveball, slider, anything that's not going to even be close. So now I've got the mental advantage. 
that's the part that really turns these kids around in baseball. And it doesn't matter how tall they are, how skinny they are. If they can produce on the field, catch the ball or hit the ball or pitch the ball, there's a spot for that kid in baseball. And that kid, he hit two home runs in the high school championship at Dodger Stadium. The Diamondbacks came down from the stands and gave him an $800,000 contract. My two older sons were also in the championship, but they were juniors at the time. What age group does your organization appeal to? The Pilots Baseball Academy this year is putting on a program through American Legion. And American Legion and Connie Mack is where most of your scouts go to find kids that play baseball, basically. So I wanted to put together an American Legion team. And the college is going to give me the field so that we can have our practices during the week and we can have some tournaments on the weekends. When is this happening? As soon as school ends, we are welcoming any players from any high school around the Valley that want to come play on the American Legion team. I know a lot of kids have to work, so we're flexible on the practices. We're flexible on the games. We want the kids to come. We don't want to burden them on the money and all that kind of stuff. Of course, tournaments will cost some money. I do have uniforms. Kids will have to buy their own hats and things like that. But if they want their own jersey with their name on it and that kind of stuff, it's minimal cost of $61. Just to give you an idea, a lot of these travel ball teams are $1,800 and above. And then they make you pay for all kinds of other stuff. But I do not charge for this. Whatever the cost of the team, we try to spread it out on the team. I'd really like to have some tournaments where we can bring together enough money from the tournaments to pay for the whole program. And if there's some people out there that feel like they want to contribute, you know, we are a nonprofit, a 5013C in good standings with Colorado State. So we do have a tax write-off for anyone that wants to donate. Coach, how do people reach you to find out more? We have the Pilots Baseball Academy website. I'm available at any time. It's pilotsbaseballacademy.com. And all of your contact information, of course, will be on this podcast page. So people want to reach out to you, drop by the page, and that'll be the way to reach you. So this is the event that you have planned June 11th? Yes. For the past few years, I've been doing the Pitch, Hit, and Run contest. And that contest will be on June the 11th. A lot of time, I tell people to come in at 10 o'clock. They want to come in earlier they can to warm up their arms or run around the field or hit off a tee. Sometimes I get the whole group together and I do a big group lessons on hitting and pitching and Sometimes we run over, but a lot of times the parents are so happy about the instructions that I give them. They're like, wow, my kid can hit like that. You know, after a few minutes of giving them the proper fundamentals, it's an amazing transformation that these kids go through. The contest is for kids between the ages of 7 and 14. But, you know, sometimes we get some uh, little ones, siblings that come in and they're a little bit young. If they're mature enough to come out on the field and take instruction, we let them run around and be a part of it. So we like the siblings to come out and be a part and just, you know, have fun with it. They're going to always learn something from me, something that they never saw or never heard about or things that they can work on. And uh, we've had nothing but positive stuff from the parents. You mentioned, too, you are working, uh, I think is more of a long-term goal, on this top-of-the-world series baseball complex. 
Can you tell me just a little bit about that? After the movie The Benchwarmer, when uh, we went to Cooperstown, I wanted to build a baseball park for kids that live in inner cities that couldn't afford. Going to Cooperstown for the national championship was $40,000. So I thought to myself, well, I want to build a park. I got tired of the stuff going on in Los Angeles. I was ready for a change to come back to a, more of a country environment, you know, small town. Wanted to raise my second two boys in a rural area, small town environment, which we came here. Uh, originally, I was going to build the park in uh, Monta Vista near the movie manor. And that kind of fell through. So we found some property about seven miles east of the Alamosa on 160. Got 80 acres out there and we want to build 16 fields and then another 22 fields. Kids from all over the United States would come. Wow, that's a big complex. Yeah, it's very interesting. For every kid that attends, usually 2.4 people follow. And that's the statistics for tournaments. So the economic impact on the town and jobs is amazing. Huge potential. Huge. Westfield, Indiana, they built a park out there, a town about the size of Alamosa, rural area with mostly agriculture. They're doing $144 million. It's really amazing what it's done for the school systems, the town, the processes, and the amount of jobs. We're talking a potential from landscapers, people for the snack bars, maintenance people, electricians. There'll be so many jobs for people out there. It just will be amazing. So that's kind of what I came here to build. That's really my biggest thing. But I love to coach. I miss it so much. You know, I've applied to several of the high schools and haven't really gotten my foot in the door with that. The baseball park, after I've seen the economic situation here in the Valley, I'd really like all the kids from the Valley to come to the park for free. If they live in the San Luis Valley, they're going to come to the park for free. And that's really my goal and my passion to get the San Luis Valley kids loving baseball. Again, people can reach out to you if you've got questions or would like to assist with this. You are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, pilotsbaseballacademy.com, or drop by this webpage for this podcast, and all the contact information will be there as well. Coach, is there anything else that you would like to mention? I want everybody to realize that the American Legion Baseball League and Summer Baseball Program is absolutely, for those kids that feel like that they've been left out, if they played on the high school teams and weren't able to get enough playing time and didn't feel like they got enough instruction, I like to tell the kids of the Valley that I'm here. I've got batting cage on site. I've got uh, 25 years of coaching high school baseball and a couple years of junior college. The things that I can teach the kids is a little bit more personal than in their high school. And I know that some of the kids get discouraged. And I want to tell them that there's so much to learn in baseball. And I really encourage these kids, any inhibitions or thinking that they are not good enough, just come out. No matter what you think you are, what level you are, if you think, I'll never make the varsity, JV is just too difficult, I will get you up and running so that you can be a part and you can compete against those kids that are always seeming to be the starters. And it'll make your teams and your high schools better because you're all getting better. Those kids that are the star athletes, they can come out too because there's always more to learn. 
I've gone to Arizona so many times to uh, get my personal skills up by going to the winter programs for the Angels and the Diamondbacks. The other thing is that I used to promote the Blue Gray Classic in Arizona, where I would take kids so that they can get in front of real college scouts. A lot of those college scouts know scouts in the majors. So I've got four kids in the majors. They're all millionaires. I've got over 200 kids in colleges all over the United States. And I can do the same thing here in the San Luis Valley. They just have to show up. All they got to do is show up. And we'll film them. We'll show them all the different techniques. I have a program. It's called Coming to the Plate with a Plan. In that plan, it shows you the mental side of the game which is a big part of the game. And I also have uh, something coming on the horizons. For years, a lot of coaches say, put the cigarette out or squeeze the bug. I have a uh, product that I'm now promoting. It's a tool to help kids swing. From the waist up, it's linear. From the waist down, it's called rotation. Most kids swing linear, not with both. They need to learn to swing the bat with bending their knee, in their palm up, palm down. And I have all of these processes that I help them to become a better batter. In pitching, also, there are things that kids need to work on. The younger kids, they need to learn the proper way to get their elbow above their shoulders so they don't hurt their arms. And there's a lot of different things that I do with kids to make sure that they stay safe as far as not hurting their arms when they're playing their little league or their parks and rec programs. Sometimes the coaches keep the kids in the game a little bit too long and they can hurt their arms. And those are the kinds of things that I help. And I advise the parents on a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's pitch, hit, and run. This is a home run derby. And it's happening at the Adams State University baseball field, June 11th. Check-in is at 10. Everything starts at 1130. And this is for 7- to 14-year-old boys and girls. And girls. Absolutely. The girls should show up. This girl here, her and her brother... Her name is Adelaida, and her and her brother won the pitch hit and run contest. They were invited to Coors Stadium, and uh, they performed amazing. Those two kids, and then another kid, Lucas Miller from Sanford, won the home run derby. We drove to Kansas City, and he and his mom flew out to Kansas City and performed at the Urban Youth Academy. So the opportunities that Major League Baseball and the pitch hit and run contest and the uh, home run derby, there's opportunities there to be seen and to become a part of a real big program. This year, if you win the pitch hit and run contest, you are a candidate to go to the all-star game and perform at the all-star game. And you get tickets with one parent or one other person to go to the all-star game if you win your category. So four kids from the San Luis Valley last year won the whole thing. When they get the proper instructions and they work hard, anything's possible. Even when you're from a rural area like the San Luis Valley. I've seen this thousands of times in the inner city. And I want to bring this amazing opportunities to the kids of the San Luis Valley. We definitely want to get these kids and the parents involved in summer baseball. Give them something to do. And like I said, it's flexible for those kids that work on farms and things like that. We'll be flexible with the practices. I know that's a big thing for some people. They want their kids, you know, in the summer, maybe they go hunting, fishing, those kinds of things. 
We like to, you know, make sure that it's not like high school where you got to be there every day or if you're not there, you don't get to play. And if you don't keep a C average, then you can't play. We just want them to come and have fun and learn an amazing sport. Coach, your passion is unbelievable with this. That is absolutely amazing. Again, Pitch, Hit, and Run, Home Run Derby, happening June 11th. Your website for more information, you can, of course, stop by this podcast page or pilotsbaseballacademy.com. Coach, any final comments? One of the things I wanted to promote is that uh, we don't turn away any kids. No matter what skill levels that they're at, no matter what's happening at home or what's happening at school, we want them to come. And when they walk past that fence and into the baseball field, it's the sanctuary of baseball. They just come to have fun. There's no yelling, screaming, those kinds of things that might occur in other programs. We want the kids to come and have a great time. Uh, It just comes to mind, I like to reach out to the Boys and Girls Club that they can bring those kids and we can have special clinics for those kids. We can reach out to those kids that are over there. Uh, If they're not doing anything on the weekends, they can come out, call me up or text me. I always watch my texts all the time. Just uh, understand that there's a whole other difference when you're talking about travel baseball. There's so much out there. Monotoba Springs is having a tournament in the middle of June. And then we have another one that we want to schedule and is a wonderful man that's putting on in Telluride. And that's in the middle of July. There's a tournament out there. And we might even go camping uh, next to a lake. He was telling me that he would get our whole program to be able to go there camp and play baseball. What an amazing trip that would be for the summertime, you know. Those are the two things that we have going right now, but our American Legion uh, schedule is not available yet. Like I said, we want to practice at least two or three days a week. If kids have hurt arms and things like that, well, then they'll bat. If they get tired of batting, then they can throw. If they want to run or get in shape or just prepare themselves, they can also say, hey, coach, my coach from high school thinks that I need to work on my batting skills. We'll emphasize on whatever you need because it'll be more personal than a high school program because they have so many kids to deal with in a very limited amount of time. So we try to take care of all that stuff in the summertime. Well, you're not knocking the programs that the schools no, do. No. It's just simply you're able with these smaller groups to drill down yes. closer to what the individual players need. Much more personal stuff going on. Again, I have a batting cage out at my place. So a lot of kids around here never even really seen an iron mic. We have an iron mic pitching machine at home. Mm. A lot of times we'll have a little barbecue, hamburgers and hot dogs at the house and We'll get the kids in the batting cage and we'll go for hours, get them in and out and we'll film them and we'll watch them see what their little quirky things that they do and try to help them out to get better and they'll see faster pitching, which is what they're going to see in college if they want to continue playing. You know, I know Adam State has a, has a good program there. Trinidad has a good baseball program out there. There's a lot of local places that kids can continue playing baseball even after high school if they want to, which is really fun to play. When you go to college, if you play a sport, it makes it enhances the whole thing. It's a lot more fun. It was for me when I played football. Like I said, we don't turn any kids away and we want to work on them and do the things that they like to do and 
Uh, you know, I have a pretty good record of if a kid comes to me and says, I want to play college ball, then we'll find out what his scholastic abilities are, if they're into math or science, or we'll find them a college and a coach that might want to give them a scholarship. There's so much to talk about with these kids and talk to them. They think, ah, I'd never be able to go to college. Well, yeah, you can. Even if you think you can't afford it, these D2 schools will give you a partial scholarship. And then we hunt down these other scholarships for you. And you're going to go to school if you want to. And baseball is a wonderful way to keep playing and having fun and going to school at the same time. That's just, you know, my passion, as you can tell. I oh, yeah. can go on with this stuff. It's wonderful. Again, Pilots Baseball Academy. PilotsBaseballAcademy.com. Coach West, you're doing a wonderful job. I look forward to hearing more about your home run derby here, the pitch hit and run, and, of course, Top of the World Series Baseball Complex. It's coming soon. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. As a professional baseball trainer, Coach Jeffrey West became well-known and respected throughout the greater Los Angeles area. He developed his own unique training methods, all aimed at sinking the body and mind in preparation for competing against the best. He believes that a rigorous training system not only develops physical strength, but also the mental stamina required to compete at the highest levels of the game. At Pilots Baseball Academy, Coach West keeps up with the latest training techniques and methodologies and consistently pushes his athletes to the limit. To find out more about Pilots Baseball Academy, the upcoming pitch, hit and run, home run derby, the top of the world series baseball complex, and more, visit pilotsbaseballacademy.com. That's pilotsbaseballacademy.com. Or call Coach West at 719-937-9031. That's 719-937-9031. Pilots Baseball Academy. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the Valley. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. <music>